Well, hello there. You are listening to Jelly and Bean. This is a show where we talk about all manner of geek topics, tech, movies, TV shows, games, and more. It's hosted by none other than Brandon Maines, an unlikely hero from distant lands of the United States, and by myself, Jelly. Although my mother likes to call me Daniel Farrelly. Uh, today is the 11th of January, 2013, and this is episode 7. Hello, Bean. Hello, Jelly. How have you been, Bean? Uh, <laughs> how have I been? I've been good. That's good. So, yeah. uh, so we, we haven't... Uh, you, well, you, you haven't been on the podcast for the last two episodes. We had uh, guest hosts in your absence, Tim and uh, and uh, Craig. And I just want to say thank you to them for uh, helping out in our in our time of need, but also for doing a great job. I thought they were both uh, very excellent guest hosts. They were. They were excellent guest hosts, and uh, I'll be happy to have them have them back at at any time, uh, assuming that you're not around to you know make me feel warm and fuzzy that is <laughs> uh anyway so let's uh let's rush into everything uh we've we don't have any follow-up specifically because i'm you know not doing follow-up this uh this this week uh it's, it's a new year and I, I, th- I feel like we should you know have a nice clean start and you know if anybody's interested in any of the topics that we talked about you know while, while you were gone or anything like that then um they can uh get in get in touch with us and we'll talk about it on Twitters or email or whatever. Uh, so before we get before we do jump into everything, uh, we have a bit of an announcement. Uh, as of this episode, we are now going to a weekly schedule. So uh, this is now a weekly podcast. Uh, and more jelly and bean for your listening pleasure. Exactly, and I think I think that's important for every for everybody is more jelly and more bean. More jelly and bean. Um, I don't know where I'm going with that. <laughs> uh, so the, the, other, the other benefit of that is that the episodes will hopefully be slight, light, slightly shorter because we'll be covering off everything uh, more often, um, which, is, which, which I think is a good thing because, you know, it's, it's, uh, we, we were getting dangerously close to being like two hours long and that's, that's just not, not kosher, I don't think. Well, I'm sure the listeners love it because, you know, it's us. How can they not enjoy listening to us? But, you know, it was a little uh, strenuous yeah, it, it's, to, to record. Uh, yeah, it was, it was very long. And uh, you know, doing editing the next day was, you know, made, made everything you know, twice as long. So it's good for me. Let, let me say that. It's good for me production-wise. But it also means that uh, you know, the listeners can, you, know, you guys can hear us more regularly, but, you know, for a short amount of time. So you less likely to get sick of us in one sitting. Uh, so, how was your uh, New Year's break, Brendan, while you've been away? Uh, well, it was it was uh, fantastic, I would say. Um, uh, my wife and I headed back to uh, the U.S. to visit some of my family. Um, so we were in uh, Philadelphia for a couple of days, and then we went to New York City, and then back to Philadelphia for the rest of the trip. Uh, so it was it was nice to have a a cold Christmas. Um, it's, it's one of those things. As much as I, you know, I love living here in Australia. Christmas just is not the same unless there's a chance of snow. Fair enough. And preferably actual snow, not just the chance. But you know, 
Yeah. Well, I, I, I haven't known anything but like a su- super hot like Christmas. It's not really Christmas for me unless you're sitting on the lounge, you know, in shorts and a t-shirt and still sweating. Yeah. Yeah. Well, see, your idea of Santa is is you know a, a big big fat guy on a beach, you know, wearing <laughs> shorts and and you know holding a cold one. But you know, my Santa is is you know warm coat on, snow everywhere. And drinking just a little too much eggnog. That's exactly right. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, so, so while you, while you were overseas, you you mentioned that you went to New York. I did. Uh, went to to the city. Um, uh, you did all the your uh, your normal touristy stuff while we were there. Yep. Uh, you know, Empire State Building, uh, Central Park. Uh, went to Trump Tower. Didn't buy anything because everything that was in the area was way too expensive. Fair enough. Did, didn't feel like spending $20 on a tiny pizza. <laughs> I didn't. I, I, while uh, we were in New York, we didn't do any of that. Stuff. I mean, we did, we did a little bit, bit of uh, touristy stuff, but mostly we just did a lot of geek stuff. We went and visited, like, uh, the Ghostbusters uh, fire station. Oh, okay. Down in, I think it's Tribeca. And mm-hmm. uh, we also visited the pizza, uh, the pizzeria from uh, Men in Black 2. <laughs> I think it's two. I think it's two, which is a lot smaller in uh, in real life than what it is in the movie. It's the magic of Hollywood, mm, indeed. Um, yeah, well, it was one of those things. When we were there. We only had a couple of days that we had kind of scheduled to be in New York, so we kind of wanted to make sure we hit, I guess, the the big things. Sure. Um, so you know, there were a lot of areas that we would we wish we could have gotten, and you know, a lot of the other the other boroughs to you know to use my. Uh, local slang. Nice. Um, <laughs> you know, the other parts of the city we would have liked to see, but I, I think it was easier for us just to keep everything within, like, you know, walking distance of where we were staying, which was, you know, not too far from Times Square. Yeah, well, that's actually very similar to where we were. We were up on uh, yeah. 72nd Street or something. So it was, uh, it was you know, fairly, fairly central. Yeah. Um, yeah. But... We did uh, because my wife is a is a very big uh, Disney file. We did manage to stop at the Disney store. Um, Good. At, normally, that would not not really be my cup of tea. Like you know, interesting things, but I, you know, it's nothing I would ever really want to spend my money on. But since Disney has purchased Marvel, uh, there was now a Marvel section at the Disney store. Yes. Yes. Uh, so I was I was pleased with that. I found probably the the best thing that you could ever get in America, other than myself. Um, they're little, uh, maybe a couple inches tall X-Men figurines. So really um, tiny figurines then. Yeah. Yeah. They're not, they're not like action figure size. Yeah. They're just like um, little, little, um, inaction figures. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, they're about half the size, maybe half the height of a normal action figure, but they're, they're all really well done. They look really cool. Like, um, I bought two sets. One is the, like the original X-Men. So it's Cyclops, Iceman, Professor X, Jean Grey. And I think it has Archangel. And then the other one, oh, and I think Magneto as well. And the other one is the, the modern X-Men and that's Gambit, Nightcrawler, Wolverine, Storm, Glossus, and Juggernaut. Right. But they're 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 just really neat looking um, collectibles, and you know it, it you know they're like Nightcrawler's got the little like poof of uh, you know smoke behind him as if he's teleporting, and uh, you know Rogue's punching down on what looks like part of a Sentinel, you know like and, and to me like 
you know, like this is the these are the characters as I remember them, like when I first got into X Men. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so it, it isn't like you know whatever the new costume is nowadays. Like this is, you know, the the, the '90s era of, of of the characters. So I, you know, to me, this is this is this is a bit of my childhood. Fair enough. But it, it's one of those things that you know I, I want when I. Um, when our when our house is finally ready, like I want to put these in the, you know, when I have my little corner space, I want to set these all up and have like a little, you know, collectible shelf with them on it. Like I do. Well, That's exactly shelf. right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and while we were there, uh, I did not know that there were there that there were any of these anywhere, but apparently there's a Nintendo store in New York City. There is. I remember I, we visited that while we were there as well. Yes, and I I made t- made sure to buy myself a giant plush Kirby. Of course. Because w- what else would I spend my money on? Really nothing. Nothing yeah. at all. Yeah, so w- with me, it's, it's you'll do well if, if, if you know, you ever need to get me anything. It's, if it's either X-Men or Kirby, both, both of those will, will, you know, fulfill my collectible needs. Excellent. Good to know. Yeah. <laughs> Good to know. Just for, just for, you know, birthdays and stuff. Yeah, well, you know, if our listeners say, you know, I really like the, that Bean guy. He sounds like a nice guy. I'd like to get him a plush, you know, Kirby. There you go. More more plush Kirbys can never be a bad yes. thing. Hey, I have I have one where Kirby's dressed up like a chef, and you know, I... <laughs> it's, it, it sounds like me and my uh, my my T Rexes from uh, from Dinosaur Comics. I have I have one in every size, uh, other than the 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 largest size, which is basically a giant bean bag. <laughs> uh, I have all of them, and I, in fact, uh, and as you know, I've I've bought uh, several more because uh, I gave uh, when me and Mel got married, we gave um, we gave all of our bridesmaids and stuff uh, little key rexes, little little ones that are about mm, maybe six or seven centimeters in diameter. Uh, little, they're round like they're you know like a ball, right? And, uh, we gave we gave uh, those to all of our bridesmaids and groomsmen, and we gave you guys uh, one of the one of the Wii Rexes, which is about maybe a little like, little smaller than say a soccer ball or something or a basketball. Yeah, uh, it's around that size. So, and and I've given like I've given the big ones away and like to you know to family and friends for Christmas and stuff. And I, dang, I love I I've loved that dinosaur. It's he's the best. <laughs> uh, awesome. Well, um, have you? Did you end up setting like we've just you know gone through the new year? Did you end up setting any New Year's resolutions? Um, uh, maybe not like a major one. I'm just I'm trying to, uh, I guess, eat a little healthier. You know, cut down on the portions. Nothing, nothing too, um, nothing too extreme. I guess just the the normal thing that everybody does. Yeah, yeah, and you know it all. It, you know, generally like wears off you know, by about February. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you you're back to eating you know. Seven buckets of KFC a night. Oh no, that's breakfast. Oh right, my bad. Uh, well, you know, I I have uh, I've also made a resolution. I have given up caffeine for the for this year uh, for the whole year, uh, and I'm I'm kind of dedicated to, uh, to to doing that because my sleeping schedule is terrible. So uh, I will not be drinking any like uh, Coca Cola or Pepsi or coffee or anything like that. Um, which is been which is was tricky for the first week or so, but you know right. after that it kind of it gets it gets easier as it goes as opposed to like exercise or eating healthier portions or anything like that uh, <laughs> the, like it's it's easier than the standard ones because as you get used to not having caffeine 
uh, your sleep schedule kind of corrects itself and right. you, you get back into it. And so I, I you know, I've, and I've gone past the hard, the hard part was just, you know, directly after New Year for the first three days where I was so grumpy that I literally said to Mel, I am grumpy today. Please do not talk to me or look at me. It just, it's too annoying. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you've gone through the early withdrawal symptoms yes. of uh, caffeine. Yes, I've gone through those, and I'm I'm through to the other side, and now I'm my usual happy self again. Yeah, did you um, did you just cut yourself off a uh, cold turkey, or did you were you like weaning yourself off? No, uh, it was it was cold turkey. I was drinking uh, I was drinking Coke right up until uh, like the night of New Year's Eve. Like I, I'm fairly <laughs> certain I had a Coke with my dinner, and that was like that was the last one that I had. Well, see, I was thinking you'd be sitting there, you know, watching the you know the clock, yeah. You know, Clocking forward, just slow, you know, guzzling down as many Coke cans as you could get. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't do any of that, which is uh, probably a good thing because I think the withdrawal symptoms probably would have been a lot worse had I done that. <laughs> uh, anyway, so enough talking about us. We should probably get into uh, into actual topics that people care about. Yeah. So uh, the the last uh, last weekend, I went out, and you might remember that we talked about the. We talked about the Wii U. Oh, I, I do, I do. Yeah, see what I did there. Uh, and uh, we would, we we had re- we reviewed it without actually ever kind of touching the thing, uh, which was which was you know slightly weird, but also you know we we you know mostly uh, just kind of offered our opinions on various different things. But now I've actually gone out and bought one, and so I can actually give you a very quick. Uh, list of you know things that i think are great about it and things that i don't think are great about it so the jelly pros and cons the jelly pros and cons and it's it's not going to be like a full review because i've played look let's be honest i've played one game i bought the <laughs> uh i bought the whole the, the thing because uh because well look i i you know when i grew up while i was growing up you know i i didn't have my own nintendo but or like a whole bunch of my friends did and uh so i you know grew up playing mario as you do. And I, think, I think everybody in our generation grew up playing Mario. Yeah. Well, you know, some, some people grew up playing Mario, and some people grew up playing Sonic. Uh, and it's not like they never played the other one, but there's, you know, some people just prefer Sonic. You know, like, one of my mates, he, he's like, oh, Sega, you know, I love Sega. You know, didn't really get get into Nintendo and Alex Kidd and various different games and he, that he goes on about. But uh, mostly I played Nintendo, so Mario was the thing. And uh, I do have, I do now have my own Super NES, which is awesome because uh, I can play a lot of the old school Mario games. Uh, but I've been having, I've been having a bit of craving for, a craving for something that's a little bit kind of newer, and I know that they still produce Mario games, because now I have one, uh, (laughs) but, you know, obviously they still produce Mario games, uh, but they went through a bit of a phase where they had, uh, like, I think it was the Nintendo 64 and possibly the GameCube, and they had, like, the, the third person, the 3D style Mario games. Yeah, it was at, like, the... Oh yeah, okay, yeah. You, you like Mario I mean? sixty four, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, it's like you know, you're walking around and the camera is just kind of hovering above you know the the character's head, and you just kind of you know you, you see their back throughout the whole the whole game. Right. Uh, which I, you know, which I, it's not like it's not that I I don't enjoy games like that. Uh, I've you know I I like we spent like a half an episode where where I you know told you like i talked about uh assassin's creed and you know i, I love I, I love that sort of game but 
Mario, it's it's almost sacrilege to have a game like that in 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 my opinion, just because like uh, you know Mario to me has always been like a a, a side scrolling platformer. Right. So I was uh, I was delighted to find out that the the Mario game uh, on the Wii U was was uh, a side scrolling side scrolling platformer, as opposed to you know the current traditional 3D, I guess, uh, which was awesome. So I just I just went you know. I'm just going to go and buy one. So I did. Uh, and then I promptly spent several hours setting the thing up. Uh, uh, is, now, is that because you didn't read the instructions? Oh, no, or, I read the instructions. Yeah. <laughs> I read the, I, I sat down and I went, I'm actually going to read the instructions for this because uh, there's a lot of things in this box and I'm not exactly sure what they all for, are for. <laughs> uh, because there was, there was two, uh, there was, two little uh, power adapters and I was confused as to why there was two of them but it turns out that one of them is for the controller and one of them is for the Wii U but okay. uh, even then like you know plug it into the TV I, you know that, that's a fairly standard you know thing for me I don't have any sort of special setup um, you know I've got a few game consoles and stuff but as a general rule there's basically room for everything uh, with, with a little extra space uh, and I, you know, plugged all that in and, and, and that sort of thing and, uh, promptly got started actually setting, like turning it on and, you know, s- setting it up, uh, the, setting up the system and, uh, that, that's what took the longest and it, it's not even because, uh, you know, the, the walkthrough is, uh, it takes a long time. It's more that it almost immediately, the first thing it does is basically gets you hooked up to the network uh, what well, first thing it does is get is get your language, but then it hooks up hooks you up to the to your uh, wireless network, and uh, once it's got that, then it's like awesome. I'm going to do a system update now, so just go and kind of uh, you know amuse yourself for an hour or two while I download <laughs> it, and it sits there and it plays uh, it plays this kind of kind of uh, sound as as it downloads and installs, right. uh, which is semi annoying and uh yeah it it took it took about an hour for that thing for that thing to download and uh you know i was i was there like it it, it took a couple of hours like uh, you know several hours is probably saying a bit too much but you know i i, I bought it at about lunchtime and i was playing it by about two so okay. uh but that's that's still a long time though like you know i buy like i can buy a computer and have it set up you know in less time than that or <laughs> you know you know i can buy like when i buy my ipad like a new ipad like it takes me uh significantly less time to to get that like happening uh to get that set up and so it just seems like that's a real huge fall down on that on you know on nintendo's part because it's uh it's pretty full on. Like it's a big. It's like it's it's like they replaced the entire system software, like yeah. and downloaded everything in the system all over again. Uh, like it would have been nice to even like let me you know do my do the rest of the setup procedure or something like create yeah. my little character and stuff like the the memes or whatever they're called. Uh, to go through and you know create create that sort of thing and set up the network IDs and all that sort of stuff um, while it's doing that. Like it didn't need to be. I don't. I don't necessarily think it needed to be downloading. Like it wasn't like it was downloading and installing at the same time. It was, it downloaded and then it kind of refreshed the screen and rearranged itself and a new screen came up and then it installed it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I guess it's, it's also you got to consider: do we 
uh, applaud Nintendo for realizing there were errors and getting the patches out right away? Or are we angry at Nintendo for releasing a product that needed to be updated on day one? Well, look, it's not really day one because, I mean, they were released, what, last year? Like, we were talking about it when they were just uh, just about to well, be, or had just were, been released. There were patches, I think, on day one. Yeah, well... So, I mean, it's not day even, one for even now, then, but... Like, yeah. Even then, um, like, like in in six months, like, there's no reason why there shouldn't be, you know, a system update. Uh, you know, because, look, they're not going to get all the software right, you know, first go. It's it's just not really how it works. But, uh, you know, they probably could have, you know, they, the, the the experience could be as such that it do, it's not as big of a thing on the first run. Like, when you load up a system for the first time and you're all, like, you're all gung-ho and like, yeah, I've got a Wii U, and then you know, it kind of ebbs away, at, like, and turns to, like, this kind of disdain as you watch the progress bar really slowly fill up the screen. Uh, it's not like I've got a, you know, slow internet. My internet's perfectly fine. And, you know, I managed to, you know, produce a podcast through it. <laughs> uh, so, you know, it's, it's not a fault with the, the, the actual connection. It's, it's just that the, it's really slow doing its update. I don't know how big it is. It doesn't really, it doesn't say at any point. Uh, but it feels like it could have been, like they could have made it a bit better. Like just the, just the, uh, just the, you know, that, that experience, like for the first time, like, you know, I think, I think it could have been better. No, I, I think uh, I agree because I mean, if you imagine, like, if you turned on your computer and it immediately said, "Hold on, we're going to update," you, you know, like you'd be annoyed. You'd be like, "No, I need." To, I was I turned it on to to do something, like give me the option of updating when I want, not right away. Right. Exactly. Like, and you know, imagine like imagine all these kids on Christmas Christmas morning, and they're like, you know, they get a Wii U for Christmas, and they're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, Wii U, Wii U," and then you know. It comes they've got to set it up and they've got to do an update and several you know a couple of hours later and look I didn't even go into like the <clears throat> because I, don't, I didn't have like a Wii so uh, I didn't have to do any of the, like the copying across of games or any of the like save like save stuff or anything like that um, I just you know I set it up from scratch and it still took a long time and so, like, I can only, I, I feel sorry for anybody who, you know, got one for Christmas and had to spend several hours setting it up while the kids were like, oh, come on, dad, come on, come on, <laughs> you know, we want to play it, we want to play it, and it's just, you know, and it just takes, takes a long time. I don't know. But, with the one game you played, did you but enjoy it? I have enjoyed playing Mario. It is. It has been very nice to be able to sit down and, you know, relive the nostalgia in you know high definition which is great uh um you know because it's it's all done like 2d platformer style like 2d side scroller platformer but it's all rendered in 3d so it's all like the new looking it's very very uh very nice very nice i approve (laughs) and uh you know once once i got it set up like it's a good system like i i've been i've enjoyed kind of you know messing around with it and playing with it and stuff and i like the little controller with the with the screens and that sort of thing but as a general rule like that setup time man it was just it was a downer it was the worst part of the experience by by a long way yeah yeah and you know it's weird it's like i i think nowadays it's a lot more common for people to have uh multiple consoles 
And I would think like that would be a huge turnoff to someone who, you know, they go, oh, I want to sit down and try this out. And they go, oh, well, it's going to take, you know, two hours. I'm just going to go back to playing what I was playing before. Yeah, exactly. So it's a good thing that I didn't have a new Xbox game to be playing with at the same time. Yeah. Well, actually, it's probably a bad thing that I didn't have an Xbox game to be playing with at the same time because instead of sitting there watching the progress bar move slowly across the screen, I could have actually been probably doing something at least while it was yeah. updating. Yeah, actually, you know what would have been a great idea? Uh, I mean, yeah, the idea you had where you could actually do other things at the same time, like, that'd be fun. But what I think they should have done is included, like, original Mario or some other, like, that would have been early awesome. Nintendo game like that you could, you could play. Yeah, that you, something you could play on the load screen. Or, well, like, maybe while the TV's taking up with, you know, downloading, you could use the controller, because since yes. it has a screen in it, and you could be playing, you know, like I said, Duck Hunt, or, or even, like, Tetris. You know what I mean? Just... Yes, Anything. one of those simple games where it's just, you know, the levels get slowly get harder and harder, but they're exactly the same as, as they were before. That's, that, exactly. Nintendo, do that. Do that, do what he said. Make it a little game so that you can play it while, you can play with it while it's uh, doing the system. And uh, the, the, system the better you do with the game, the quicker it updates. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, that, that, that might be going a little far, but yeah, I like that idea too. Awesome. Yeah, that's really that's really all I've got to say about it. Like it's uh yeah, it's a good it's a good system. Um let down probably by the the setup time and you know, I'm I like the little I like the idea of the the, the controller with the screen in it and stuff like that. Uh you know, I I look forward to playing some games that actually make use of that. Um I haven't yet because the only game the games that I have, they um you know, their multiplayer experience is is you know, uses a screen but I haven't played it multiplayer because we don't have another controller yet. Right. Uh but you know, it's it's been it's been good. Thumbs up. So does it get uh, how many jellies out of ten does it rate so far? Uh, jellies out of ten. Uh I reckon it would be about an eight. Oh, eight, eight out of ten jellies. Okay. Eight out of ten jellies. Yep. Yep. Um, all right. Well, speaking of consoles, uh, how about we we open up the rumor mill? All right. Rumor mills are always great. Let's talk yeah. about let's talk about rumors. As a side note, I think we need a sound effect for rumor mills. So just whenever we talk about a rumor or something, you know, it could be like a rumor time, and then you know we can get back into it. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, and then we we'll could be, you know, just very much with we'll, we'll be like the celebrity uh, television shows where it's, you know, entertainment tonight. <laughs> <laughs> a little, uh, I can't remember what they're called. Um, I do know, but I've, it's slipped my mind. Anyway, moving yeah, well, on, into rumors. Yeah, okay, so the new Xbox. Um, and so obviously everything we're about to say about that, about this, nothing has been confirmed. So right. it, it's, it's all a rumor. rumor, exactly. It's a rumor. <laughs> Um, but the reason why these rumors are important is, um, uh, Xbox's major Nelson, whose real name is Larry Herb or Herb. I don't know how to pronounce his last name because I I never hear anybody say it whenever I listen to him on, on his podcast or they all call him major Nelson. So that's what we're going to call him major Nelson. Uh, he has a countdown on his blog that reaches the conclusion in June at this year's E3. Right, which is the uh, game expo conference, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, pretty much everybody thinks that's when Microsoft is going to announce the next Xbox. Okay, um, and I've, I've heard other rumors saying it'll it'll definitely be out by Christmas of of this year. 
Well, that being said, did you see the announcement? Uh, I guess, well, I guess it's an announcement. Um, Microsoft this this week it's um, at CES uh, demoed in a way. There was a video of it. I don't know if they actually demoed it live or not. Uh, a new thing where it's where where it kind of adds to the like it, it like projects stuff outside of the TV. Did you see uh, that? I I think I, I saw people talking about that, but I never actually saw the yeah. Material. I watch I watched the video. I, I I'm like. I don't. Know. I don't know. I think. I think it's one of those things that, looking at it, I was just like, I don't. I don't know how this is a good experience, but you know, I, I think it's. It's. Uh, it's one of those things that it really won't. Like, it, I really can't make up my mind about it properly until I actually use it. Like, um, it's not going to be the same unless you're actually, you know, focused on the screen and doing stuff and having it in your peripheral vision because that's what it's supposed to be for. Like, it's supposed to add to your peripheral... It's supposed to add to your peripheral vision. Uh, and it adds, like, you know, it, it adds, like, bullets coming out of the screen and stuff, which is it's, it's crazy. And it uses, like, the connect to, like, the map the room and project stuff. And they had like uh, they had like they they had one um, shot, I guess, one kind of demo on that video was uh, it had mapped the room and taken like photo like textures of the room as well, and was just overlaying the photo the textures. And I think he was like shooting a gun or something. And as he shot, the reverberation made the 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 uh, the room kind of look as if it was you know kind of shaking uh, from the okay. reverb, which was kind of cool, I guess. So um, kind of the, the next step into uh, virtual reality. Yeah. So uh, I think, I think it's one of those, like it looks, it, it sounds like a cool idea and it looks like it could be a cool idea, but I, I, I don't know. It, uh, it, uh, I, I think it's one of those things I'm going to reserve judgment on it until I actually use it in, in real life. Cause uh, it could be one of those things where it, it sounds like a cool idea, but just really isn't. Yeah. yeah. Well, it also one of the things that it's a cool idea. Just the implementation needs work. Yeah, like you know uh, they, that how they have a tendency to you know use things for really gimmicky kind of uh, like with all these new controllers and abilities to you know like connect and stuff. They t- they tend to use them for very gimmicky things as opposed to actually using them for for. Uh, you know, really good games. I mean, there are there are exceptions to those rules, but you know, as a general rule, they uh, a lot of them are very gimmicky. Yeah. So, I I think it tends to be seen. But you know, that, that could be that that could also be uh, part of the new Xbox, maybe. Or it could be on. It could be in the Xbox after this Xbox. It could be. It could be. So, uh, so about this new Xbox, what like, right. What are what are the details? Okay, so the the rumored specs. Are uh, four uh, four cores, or it says four hardware cores, each divided into four logical cores, eight gigs of RAM, um, Blu-ray support, directional audio, HDMI out, um, some sort of innovative controller, and a new version of Connect. Okay. So, uh, I mean, it all sounds like. Other than that little last part with the innovative controller, whatever that means, it, it all kind of sounds like what you'd expect. Yeah, it from, sounds from it an, sounds an vaguely iterative like, update. Uh, yeah, it sounds vaguely evolutionary as opposed to revolutionary. Like it's just like, oh yeah, that's that's a pretty logical, you know, uh, logical upgrade. Um, I mean, the only thing the only thing that I kind of I, I kind of disapprove of is the Blu-ray discs. 
not because I don't like Blu-ray or anything like that, but I think it's more so that I think it's time we started moving beyond optical stuff. I mean, most. What would you, what would you suggest? Well, like a lot of the a lot of the consoles and stuff now, you can download the games directly to the console, and there's no reason why we shouldn't be able to do that. Uh, you know, just just rely on that straight up. Well. I- I think that would be good if you could guarantee that everyone has a decent internet connection. Because, mm. um, like, it, before I moved out here, um, like, even, you know, before I went to, to uni, uh, like, I had my 360 at, at my mom's place, and we had, like, no internet connection. Like, we barely had anything. So I, I was never able to play online. So if I had to download things, like, I, I wouldn't have been able to use the console at all. Right. Okay, well, that's. I mean, that's fair. I mean, it's it's fair to say that you know some games will would need need to be um need to be on on a disc. But I mean, I mean, and as and obviously they have like their you know my, Xbox has their uh, you know their indie titles and stuff are available for download, and a lot of dead titles are actually available available for download anyway. Uh, but I think that's the case pretty much with all the major consoles. You can download games for them. Yeah. Um, well, but yeah, I just I, I don't know. I, I'm kind of hoping one day we just move beyond the optical stuff and and move on to actually just use, just getting things downloaded. Well, see, I think there's two things to consider that I think that are getting the, getting in the way of that. Um, well, one thing to get in the way, and then one thing that I think might be a step in between. The thing that gets in the way is that right now with console games, as pricey as they can be. If you buy it physically, like if you have a physical copy, you can sell that. You know, so if I, if like, you know, if you get assessed, if you're done with Assassin's Creed 3, you could turn around and say, Brandon, uh, would you like to buy this off me for 30 bucks? And I'll say, sure, because it's cheaper than I would have gotten, gotten it anywhere, and you would have made a bit of money back. Yeah. But sure. if it was, if it was downloaded, you can't sell it to me again. So, you, and usually, at least with the way Microsoft's been doing it uh, on their, in their, um, uh, Xbox Live, it's not really any cheaper than, like the full retail price for the game to download it. So uh, it's one of those things that it, they don't really give you any benefit to downloading it other than the fact that you don't have the physical disc. Yeah. Um, so you, see, there's a, there's a lot of good things to be said about digital, like ha- having things digitally. And one of them is um, just simply storage space, right? So for a lot of, uh, f- for many games have, you know, uh, have, you know, several well, more than several games. Uh, yeah, my, you know, quite a bit more. <laughs> uh, a mate of mine who is a avid uh, PS3 fan, well, PlayStation, he's just PlayStation fan, but PS3 fan, um, he has like, he has an exorbitant amount of games. Um, mm. My last check, like my actual, like the last time I actually asked him a number, it was a 60, but that was probably a year or two ago now, so it, there would be more than that. <laughs> it's probably closer to 80 or 90 now, um, but that, like that's that's a ridiculous amount of games, and uh, you know the storage, like ha- just having space in your living room for that many games, is is nuts. Yeah, but I think the. Average gamer probably doesn't have about ninety games, though. They're probably in in the you know five to ten. Yeah, that's true. I mean, um, most, most people will you know play a game and then get rid of it again. Yeah. Mm. Well, see, what what I think would be a neat, um, I guess maybe halfway point would be rather than putting them on discs, putting them on like uh, USB drives, like you uh, that like would be sticks. Awesome. 
Yeah, absolutely. And so that, but I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe that that might be more expensive to produce those than it is just to you know burn a copy on a DVD. I don't think so, though, because uh, like they're, they're pr- those things are pretty cheap to to produce. Uh, for as an example, uh, let's let's do what I always do and uh, compare it to Apple, uh, who when they released, I think it was uh, I was ten Lion. Uh, they released it. Um, they stopped doing uh, optical discs for it. And it was that was their first uh, update that you could download through uh, the Mac App Store um, for the for your operating system, um, and they released that on USB drives as well for for people who didn't uh, weren't able to actually download it. USB drives are awesome, and they're cheap. They're cheap to produce, and uh, you know they generally can go up to. Uh, massive sizes actually bigger than bigger than most uh like most optical discs can go just simply because of you know size restrictions yeah and you don't run into that issue that i've had with some of my games where there it comes two or three games or two or three discs to a game yep and you, you start one mission and it goes you know put in disc two and you finish yeah. the mission and it says put in disc one and you're like i, I just, that. just got up and did that i <laughs> just i just you know i'm you know I'm, I'm sitting down on my couch to play games i don't want to be standing up and walking over to the <laughs> xbox and putting in another disc uh but like even just like even if you could just you know you can install onto the current xbox you can install a game from the disc right uh where, where it copies all the data over and you just all you have to do is have the disc in the drive and it will uh it will run uh, run from from the xbox as opposed to uh from the disc um they could do pretty much a similar thing with the with a usb uh USB like flash memory stick, uh, but then the benefits of that is that like you don't have like optical drives, uh, optical drives, optical discs are easy to like scratch and stuff. Not that's right. not the case with like a little USB. If it was made out of you know decent materials, it would be like it, you like it would be pretty much indestructible. I think. Yeah. Well, and even think about the. The, the console costs would go down as well because they, you know, they just said we're not putting a drive in there, you know, an optical drive at all. Right, exactly. I don't think you would need it. And most most consoles these days have a like have USB ports, right? Like actual USB ports, as opposed to you know, like the original Xbox had the weird round, you know, oval kind of shaped uh, ports that were were actually USB ports, but had like pr- proprietary connector. Yeah. Uh, which is where you plugged in the the controllers um yeah yeah no definitely i i think i think uh games game wise uh for physical games usb is definitely the way to go and and downloads like usb and downloads in in this day and age like i'm just surprised that we even bother with with optical stuff anymore it's it's just like it's the worst uh of any you know of the uh iterations of um stuff like the only reason that we have used it for so long is because of the sheer size ca- capacity of it but now that now that flash storage and usb sticks are you know getting larger and larger like i've i've got a you know 64 uh gig usb stick that i carry around for you know for transferring files when i you know need to do that sort of business um and you know there's no reason why you couldn't get by a game on that and it's not like it's it's not like you know the, the games don't already cost like you know eighty dollars yeah yeah you know. but yeah and like it, they dropped the price of that like 
I think people would be more willing to put up with the fact that they can't resell it if it didn't cost so much in the first place. Yeah, yeah, no, that's um, right. Because I know, like in the U.S., like a, a, an Xbox game retail price is like sixty bucks, but here I'm pretty sure it can go all the way up to like one twenty for like the normal version oh, yeah. of a game. Yeah, and, and to me, that's that's insane. Well, and and just think of it like if if you had a USB stick with your games on it, and you went went to uh like you know trade that in i guess you could still probably you could still trade it in because it's physical and it's got the game on it and you you know it's it's uh you you could require it to run and that sort of stuff uh but then like if you traded that in you don't have the problem like have you ever bought like uh the 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 traded in games i buy them every now and then because sometimes i just like i'm like oh i want to try that game out but i'm not just i'm not keen enough to pay like 80 bucks for it so i'll wait until like you know it comes down in price and then i'll probably you know buy a uh you know a traded in version because they're usually cheaper Right, but they have they like you have to be careful because they can have scratches, uh, or, or whatever, and you know just you know the the game can be completely unplayable, uh, or at least I've I've you know I've had at least a game where it was it was unplayable out of the uh, out of that, and uh, you know th- that wouldn't with a USB stick that wouldn't happen. Yeah, and it would be easy enough to, to check because it would be you know they could they could run the. And they can run a check on the file on the drive and just go. Does it does it match what it's supposed to? Yep. Okay, it's good. And I mean, the only th- the only other thing that that would be uh, would be a problem for for you know the publishers, not not necessarily for the people consuming it, is DRM. I don't know how they could uh, how they would make it so that you couldn't uh, edit the but like edit the uh, edit the files or copy the files off and create your own USB stick. But I mean, as a general rule, you could at least uh, you, you know you could kind of probably. You know they've they've got DRM for DVDs and stuff that don't allow you to copy them. There's no reason why you couldn't they they couldn't well, do that something something like that for a USB stick. Well, they already have DRM like that for the, like the games themselves. You know, yeah. like, you can't just pop your game in and, and copy it and you know that, that kind of thing. Like they don't let that go through. You, you know, so yeah. they already have some level of protection that keeps stuff like that from happening. Cause all they all they're doing is just applying it to a slightly different medium. Yep. So USB sticks. Of the future of games, in my opinion, USB sticks and downloads. Yep, I, I, I would, uh, I would support that. So, uh, moving on, we this this week, uh, I think it was this week, there was an announcement that uh, Adventure Time, which both you and I are fans of, that is true, uh, have a, a producing. Uh, I don't know if it's an Adventure Time that is producing it, but there is a uh, an Adventure Time uh, graphic novel in the works. Um, so, this uh, the graphic novel is going to be, uh, I guess, manga style, uh, as in at least uh, like the books. You know, you know how you, uh, uh, you know the black and white comic books, um, like Scott Pilgrim kind of, um, okay. you know, with, with that with that kind of you know full book style. But when you open it up, it's a graphic novel, and you read through it and stuff like that as opposed to watch it and listen to people uh, or something uh yeah so uh it's uh, it's being written by Danielle Cosetto uh who is known for her webcomic Girls with Slingshots and it's illustrated by Zach Sterling who does the Adventure Time and Bravest Bravest Warriors uh comics for Kaboom okay uh, which I have, I, I have actually got uh, something to say about as well uh, later on. Um, 
and uh, so it's going to be it's going to be about 160 pages long, and it's going to be uh, an all new adventure uh, with Flame Princess and uh, Finn and Jake, which is awesome. That sounds pretty cool. So the the official the official statement is uh, is an all new all new Adventure Time original graphic novel. Join Flame Princess alongside Finn and Jake as she leaves the Flame Kingdom and goes on her very first adventure. Uh, so I, you know, I, I I have to be honest. I'm a bit of a uh, I, I I I prefer uh, Bubblegum over over Flame Princess. But but, but why Flame Princess is so hot? She is. She's very hot. Uh, uh, <laughs> that's that's my one bad pun for the episode. No, mm-hmm. oh, don't worry. There's there was uh, some bad puns in the last episode. Uh, so, so you're not alone. I'm I'm very punny. Uh, and yeah, it looks it looks good. And like I've I uh, I read Girls with Slingshots um, by Danielle Corsetto. Uh and you know she's she's very very good uh, at what she, she what she does. Um, which is comics, uh, and I love Adventure Time. So really, this is a win-win, uh, and it's it is nice to see something that's going like you know, Adventure Time seems to be trying to get into all the different uh, mediums. They've uh, especially recently because they've you know they they started doing the the uh, the comic series and they've, they're doing a couple of mini series as well uh, at this stage. And uh, they they've, got, game? they've got a video game uh, on the on the uh, Nintendo DS. Yeah, 3DS. I think so. 3DS. I think. One of them. It ends one with DS, but it doesn't matter if it starts with anything. It's one of care. the one of the portable <laughs> game consoles from Nintendo. Uh, and you know they've they've got they've released a couple of, uh, of books and stuff, and you can buy all manner of T-shirts, and uh, you can buy onesies, which are awesome. And I, I, know I want this. to point out. I want to point out I didn't buy a onesie, but I did buy an Adventure Time T-shirt while I was in the states. Good, good. Uh, well, so I, I should get points uh, somewhere in, in the uh, the score for today's episode. You you do get points. Uh, while uh, for 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 Christmas, I I had an Adventure Time haul for Christmas uh, this year. Uh, <laughs> you know, my my parents uh, gave me two two new T-shirts, Adventure Time T-shirts. Uh, they also gave both me and Mel Adventure Time slippers. <laughs> uh, one foot is Jake and one foot is Finn. Well, that's cool. <laughs> and uh, even better, we we got we each got onesies as well. Uh, Adventure Time onesies, which uh, which you know <laughs> that, that sounds really sounds really uh, you know lame, or whatever. But they're basically costumes. Like mine is Finn, and so I've got uh, it. It has like a hoodie, which has got the Finn hat. And it's like a blue onesie, and it's got uh, it's it's got like a backpack stitched onto it. Okay. And, and uh, not like not like a backpack with stuff in it, but just like it's you know the shape like it looks like a backpack. Right. Uh, the, the, a picture of a backpack, I guess. And it's got a little little Jake kind of uh, on the pocket, like embroidered as a pocket uh, <laughs> on, the, on it. And it's got little black footies, uh, left footies, like little foot feet that you can take off and. Uh, unzip and you know put your put your slippers on. Uh, and Mel Mel got uh, Mel got a Jake one, which is awesome. <laughs> uh, so you know it's all it's all yellow and has uh, the hoodie has like a little Jake face and face on it and stuff, which is awesome. I, I feel like we have to come visit you guys again just so we can 
see what those actually look like on people. Uh, it's it's pretty crazy. Uh, they 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 they're just so funny, and it was it was awesome because uh, like not like a, not even a week beforehand, we were walking through a mall in Sydney, and they had they had them like they had the the uh, the onesies uh, out and on like like on a mannequin. And we were like, "Oh my god, they're they're funny as like they're they're hilarious." I mean, I'm not going to buy one, but they're great. Like they're so funny. And then we got them for Christmas, <laughs> and we were just like, "Yay!" <laughs> uh, good times. Um, so yeah, I mean, they're getting they're getting uh, into all of the different formats, and so this is kind of a, a another logical thing where you can you know where and uh, getting somebody to in to write it. Um, Adventure Time and, uh, you know, some of the other Pendleton Ward stuff, like Bravest Warriors, uh, is um, is all, all the stuff that they're doing is all being written by, being written by um, webcom- webcomic artists, which is awesome because, you know, they're, they're such untapped potential, like they're, you know, and they don't normally do major comics like you won't see uh you won't see a webcomic artist you know suddenly writing for marvel or anything like that well actually uh do you ever read dr mcninja i don't really read it i do know of the comic and yes he did get uh he, he did write for deadpool yeah he he did write for, but it's it's very rare yeah, exactly. Oh, I just I just want to throw out. I do I do know some things. Yeah. No, I'm I'm, uh, I'm I'm not discrediting you at all. No, that's good. That's good. Uh, it, but it is it is very rare. So it's it's very nice to see like uh, a lot of these guys who normally do their own thing and you know have and have been doing it for for quite a while. Yeah. Uh, I, I think they they also fit very well because we, usually web comics have a bit of a, a weird sense of humor to it. Yep. Like it's normally it's not just you know like the the normal you know punchline joke or you know joke punchline the end it, you know it's it's really they're usually unusual and that's what makes people like them right which i think is a good fit for adventure time because it is a very weird show indeed so it's it's nice to see them uh nice to see them doing stuff and using uh using people who you know are, are very good at what they do but haven't got like a, a proper syndication thing going on you know because they don't need it and they don't want it you know a lot of them have their own uh make that make enough money to well, not a lot of them, but you know, a, a lot of the people that are doing Adventure Time and stuff are you know making money from their own web comics and stuff, and this is a, a great little side job and a thing to kind of get them seen by uh, a regular, uh, reg- regular you know comic book aficionados, of which I am not really one. However, I do have i do pick up uh one or two comics every now and then i just finished uh i just finished with uh the star trek uh doctor who crossover comic that they uh that has been was was like a mini series like seven or something issues and i've got a i also read the adventure time comic <laughs> Well, that is, I used to read the Adventure Time comic because now it is being made an American-only uh, publication. Um, those, those stupid Americans. Uh, I hate Americans. <laughs> they're all they're all so jerky and jerk jerk jerkiness. And, and bean, they're so bean-like, aren't they? Indeed, indeed they are. So, uh, you know, it, this is one thing that really just. Uh, 
irks me a lot, especially especially in this case. I think because you know we 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 were getting it for a while. Like we were getting. I've I've you know uh, I have ten issues of it, plus one of the miniseries, uh, and um, they've they've turned it into a an American only publication, which means that the comic book store, which is where I've got this is where I've got the information from, was the, my local comic store. Uh, they can't they can't get it in, or at least they haven't been able to find a way of getting it in uh, for 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 people uh, at this stage anyway. Uh, which it's it's like it's it's really just a terrible terrible business thing. Like I mean, I I love Adventure Time. Like you can pretty much tell from you know just the exorbitant amount of things that I have Adventure Time themed. Uh, also, it says it on my Twitter profile. Um, and, like, the the fact that, you know, they, they basically made it, a, like, released it here, let us have several issues of it, and then decided to take it away is just not right. And, like, like uh, you know, normally I wouldn't... Normally, I wouldn't really complain too much. Like TV wise, I managed to get my TV that I want to watch, and I managed to watch like Adventure Time as soon as it's uh, you know released through iTunes, right? Um, right, because you know I have an American iTunes account and stuff like that. So I you know I watch it I watch it through that. So that's fine, and I'm you know I can handle that, and I understand that it's you know it, but uh, and I understand that it was originally American only, although that's a, a whole other kettle of fish. Uh, you know, content delivery should be you know it, I, I think needs uh, needs to be really rethought because a lot of content delivery is from the days of physical stuff, right? Because it took, you know, in order to release something, it had to be shipped. Um, and, you know, to a certain extent, stuff still does. Like, you know, DVDs still have to be shipped and comic books still have to be shipped and that sort of thing. And it's expensive. Like, if I wanted to order, if I want to buy an Adventure Time comic uh, here in, in Canberra, and if it was actually available to me... Uh, it would cost me four or five bucks. Uh, I don't know exact exact amount off the top of my head. I don't have a receipt on me, uh, but you know it's it's relatively cheap uh, because it's you know it's just a you know twelve page booklet or something. Uh, but if I was to, and I st- I probably have this option because I could go on to find an American store that sells comics uh, and have them ship it to Australia, right? So I would pay the four or five bucks for the comic, and then I would pay about fifteen dollars for postage. Right, right. And I know this to be true because when the first Adventure Time issue was released, I actually did order one from the states. Like I ordered a special edition from the states, and it cost me about twenty bucks all up for the comic. Which for the first issue, I was pretty happy to do it because it was basically a limited edition cover and stuff like that. Like I was, you know, I was happy to happy to do it but i can't do that every single month like <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, do, I, just, adds up. I just don't have that much money uh you know and you know if if uh, if somebody does have that much money and is willing to buy them for me then that would be <laughs> awesome uh but you know i think that uh i think you know good content delivery and this covers i think tv movies comic books and everything uh it should be good content like obviously that's just straight up like you should have good content 
uh, it should be available everywhere at the same time. It should be available, like, and at least in the major markets, you know, at least release it in, you know, like the UK and and Australia and New Zealand and, you know, a lot of the bigger markets, at, at least, uh, as opposed to just America. Um, it should be the same price for everyone. And this is a huge thing because a lot of... Uh, a lot of um, like a lot of products that come over from America when they cut when they get to Australia they get like an Australian tax. Yeah. And uh, like I don't know if you've noticed this, you probably are more likely to have noticed it being American. Uh, in that you know you buy to to buy something like well let's take for example the microphone that uh that you are now using, which is making you sound amazing. I think I've always sounded amazing, Jelly. Uh, yeah, but you sound I think it just more makes it amazing. more noticeable. Yeah, it's true. It, <laughs> it captures your essence a lot better. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so to buy that particular microphone here in Australia is something like 200 to $300. And I'm pretty certain the one that, uh, the one that you've got is, was about 90 something dollars. So, so definitely, you know, half like, to a third of the price. Yeah, like a ridiculous, uh, ridiculous yeah. amount less. Um, and you know, I, like, like it's a good mic for 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 doing what you know what we're doing right now. But it's you know it's the sort of things that you see in a lot of things like computers and stuff like that as well, which is terrible because uh, you know I I I, I kind of consider it in a way, a sort of, uh, what's the word? A, I can't think of it. <laughs> I have this I thing, can... I have this thing where I forget words all the time and I'll be, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll remember it right up until I need to say it and then I forget what it is. And then and once I've kind of, uh, you know, don't need to say it anymore. Then I remember what it is. Yeah. So you know, the when the podcast is over, you'll remember the rest of this, uh, the rest of the topic. Yeah. So no, I'll remember exactly what the word was that I want. Uh, anyway, it's you know, it should be the same same price for everyone, regardless of where they live. Ex- you know, excluding taxes. You know, I understand taxes. Uh, you know, are different in every country, and you know, here in Australia, we basically add ten percent to everything. Uh, and you know, in various states of America, the the tax is different, and the tax is well. I mean, it's it's, it's different everywhere, really, uh, and that's fine. But we should all have underneath the tax, which is you know a government thing, and is not really uh, something that the uh, that the you know, producers of the you know of the product of the content uh, can do anything about. You know, it should be the same price for everyone. I don't see why it shouldn't be. Um, it should be available digitally and, you know, granted the American, uh, the American, the Adventure Time comic and, uh, several, like a lot of other comics are available digitally. Um, however, not in Australia. Um, it's, it's it's only available in, in America. Uh, and especially like, especially like releasing stuff everywhere digitally, like it should be released everywhere because there is no, there is no limit on, you know, shipping or anything like that. And there's no, there's no need to, uh, make, you know, to, to charge extra for, you know, for the fact that they ship it, you know, have to ship it several, you know, uh, you know, across a giant ocean, uh, via plane, uh, or anything like that. You know, it, it should be available digitally everywhere and it's, 
It's not. I mean, it, it, it is. It would be if you could, you know, circumvent the geo, uh, the, the um, geo, region locking, the region locking, or the you know, the, there's actually a term for you know the uh, for where the, where they detect your where you are, and they they uh, change the what content is available to you based on on it. Geo restriction. That's the one. Mm. That's the word I'm looking for. I managed <laughs> that one. Uh, so. You know, like you know, and and certain products are available like that. And you know, I I understand a lot of that's got to do with licensing. But this is why I'm saying that it needs to be done. It needs to be uh, rehauled as opposed to just you know, this is how it should be. Uh, you know, it it needs to be taken. Like they need to go. Wow, we need to really rethink this because it just leaves like you know, I it's it is it's it's rough for fans uh, in other countries because. You know, we use the same Twitter, we use the same, you know, social networks and that sort of thing. And so, you know, a, a TV show or something will come, will be, uh, will be, you know, uh, I'm forgetting words all over the place tonight. <laughs> a TV show will be released? A TV show will be aired, I think is the word oh, that yeah. I was looking okay. for. Uh, will be aired in the States and it will, like, and... A lot of uh, a lot of them do like live tweeting and stuff like that, or you'll have people who do live tweet, like you know, you have fans who live tweet episodes, or you know, just in general, like they'll watch an episode and they'll go and be like, oh, it was, you know, wasn't it really sad when you know main character guy died? And it's like you're like, well, geez, thanks, that's you know. Yeah, I haven't got to see that for six I, months because it doesn't I, come out you know, Australia. I don't, I don't get it for you. Know, I'm, I'm still on the up, you know, to the previous season because they haven't yeah. released it. Uh, and you know, like that, that sort of thing happens, and it's, it's the sort of thing where, you know, I, I, I feel no pity for you if you're the sort of person who just waits until, like, who waits through to the end of a season before you, uh, before you watch stuff like if you don't watch things immediately like if you don't watch things within the first few you know first week or so then you know like you know there's there is a limit to uh you know how how spoilery you know you can be about stuff but you know and so you know if you get spoiled you know six months after after something has been released then well i you know i i I can't really help you there but uh but you know we should all have the same opportunity to be able to you know watch things without being spoiled and without having to avoid certain parts of the internet uh for for months like months and sometimes years uh in order to be able to you know in order to be able to um you know, to watch something unspoiled and un, you know, un, you know, because a lot of these TV shows, you know, they 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 reward fans with with things that you know, new things and stuff like and continuity and stuff. And you know, it's you, you don't you, like if you don't if you don't keep up with it and you 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 really do are a fan like you you don't get any of that benefit. Yeah, and you know what? You know, it'd be it'd be nice if companies who you know sell products in multiple countries or you know TV shows that are released, if if they give reasons as to why there's a difference, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if if the if the people who made this mic said, "Hey, you know, people in Australia, the reason why this costs so much is because there's this tax, there's this tax, there's this much shipping, and then we take an extra ten percent for you know the effort involved," and you'd go, "All right, well." I'm still going to do my best to find it cheaper, but at least I'm not 
I don't think the company's a jerk, you know? Yeah. But if, if they don't say anything, you just assume, you look at it and you go, all right, well, it's $300 more here. They're ripping us off because they can. Yeah, exactly. And, um, and, and like, I don't think, I think physical products are slightly different to digital products. Like, I understand to a certain extent that things like shipping come, come into it. But it's different for me to ship one comic book or one, you know, particular piece of software or something across from the States where it's going to cost me, you know, um, you know, in some cases more than the actual product itself, you know, cost yeah. to buy. I bought, I bought, uh, they released a, like a, a limited edition, uh, of the, um, of Futurama Monopoly, right? Which okay. I bought, which I, I think it was maybe a year or two ago, and I ordered that, and the or, the the cost of the the actual board game was something like thirty five dollars. It cost me in order to ship it to Australia, uh, not including the amount that I paid for the actual board game, seventy dollars. Oh, seventy dollars uh, so shipping. I, so I paid nearly a, I paid almost a hundred and something dollars uh, to have it shipped across from from uh, the states. And that's, it's not a heavy, like, a heavy item. Like, you, you feel any, board, like, game of Monopoly, and there may be, there may be a kilo, a kilo and a half. Maybe. Yeah. And it's, so it's not a hugely heavy item. Uh, it's a bit, you know, it, so it, it feels like, that sort of thing feels like a ripoff. And, you know, don't get, don't even get me started on, you know, on shipping companies and, uh, couriers and stuff like that because, you know, there's, they they are the spawn of, of, of Satan as far as I'm concerned. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but, uh, you know, just the, the idea of, you know, making something available only in one place, like it costs, like it costs a company so much less. Uh, per item to ship something in bulk to Australia than it does for me to ship one item, because right. you know because I might be paying for more than what I'm actually shipping, whereas they can you know they can manage to ship like a whole you know whole container of stuff and it will cost the same thing no matter how many are in it. Right. Like so they can you know pack they can pack it full of all the items and then sell it here. Like so so it's a whole different thing. And I understand that you know I I'm happy to pay an extra you know an extra little bit because of the fact that you've uh, you've had it shipped across. Like you know if it's going to be you know fifteen dollars sixteen dollars whatever more uh, you know because it's been you know it was a several hundred dollar thing that was split up over the course of, you know over the you know cost for the cost of uh, you know several different items, but. Geez, like you know, like just not being, not even being available, and only like limiting to me to to actually being able to buy that that sort of stuff here. You know, having to buy things from the states and ship it over. You know, it, it's it's ridiculous. Like it's yeah. absolutely ridiculous. Well, you know, it makes it worse as well when you have the items where, um, like all right, so like I, I buy my video games from Amazon in the U.S. because my Xbox that I have here is a U, is U.S. region. Yep. So it's cheaper for me to buy the games there and get them shipped than to buy it here. But there are some games that they won't they won't ship here because the publishers have said you can't ship the US version outside of the US. And to me I sit there and I go, well, well why not? You know, like it doesn't cost the publisher any more, you know, if if it gets shipped over here. Instantly. I'm still buying I'm still buying the game. They're still getting their, you know, exactly. whatever percentage. And in some cases, um, it's because they've they've signed like distribution rights to people uh for certain for certain products uh you know you, movie companies and stuff will have particular distribution channels that they go through 
Uh, and to some extent, you know, that's, that's understandable. But in this day and age where, you know, almost everybody has an internet connection of some description uh, and is able to, uh, to download... Uh, you know, copies of movies and stuff like that. Like we're we're able to we like most people are da- able to actually download movies and or download uh you know TV or whatever, or read digital comics, or or whatever. In this day and age where that sort of thing happens, and licensing is the thing that is uh is restricting people from actually being able to access that sort of content, is ridiculous. And that yeah. and like and that is probably the cause of a fair chunk of uh, of uh, piracy. Yeah, and and again, I think companies should, you know, should shame the people who are keeping it from happening. You know, if you, you know, like if uh, I don't know, say you know, whatever company A is trying to get Adventure Time digital comics in Australia, and company B is the one not letting it through. Company A should say, "Hey, guys." We really, you know, we want to push this out here for you, but these guys are, you know, won't take any less than, you know, fifty percent of the, the, in, you know, the profits from it, and everybody else takes twenty five. Yeah, that sort and, of stuff then, is is ridiculous. You know, it it kind of creates, you know, a bit of, you know, the 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 company causing the issue will get a bit of backlash yeah. from, from you know the, the people who are interested, and you know, you get enough of that, and you know, they'll let things go through that they might not have before. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think I think you know, uh, it's definitely it's definitely on the people who are you know forcing forcing these sort of uh, arrangements to go through, and it's just it's it's a terrible terrible system because it it hurts fans, it hurts TV shows because you know because certain shows uh, get cancelled, but even though they're you know because they're you know not popular in the states, whereas they're popular overseas or something like that, uh, and they definitely don't you know they don't take you know. Uh, overseas numbers into account, for, especially for TV shows, right? Uh, unless you know, except for the Australian, you know, TV actual Australian TV shows. But you know, I'm not the sort of person who wants to sit down and watch an episode of Home and Away. Uh, <laughs> you know, and you know, we 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 produce we produce other shows, but you know, nothing. There's there's nothing of the cal- here of the caliber of you know of some of my favorite shows from the states, like Adventure Time. Or, uh, or things like you know, Psych, or uh, you know, uh, you know, the Stargate series that you know when it, when it was on, or you know, or things like that, right. where you know, yeah. where you know, they're great TV shows, and you know, they they they're, they're almost classics, uh, you know, in, in a lot of cases, uh, but. And you know, I can most of them. You know, I can buy on DVD now because you know some of them are like are older. But you know, the stuff that's happening right now, like Psych, you know, it's it's almost impossible to get you know recent seasons on DVD here. You just can't do it. It's just not possible. Yeah. And you know, forget about downloading it digitally. Like uh, at least a couple of the shows that I've you know that I uh, you know I you know I I follow. They don't even release the digital versions here. Uh, Adventure Time being one of them. You, you can only get it from the American iTunes store, which, you know, I do because I, I have an American iTunes number, but even uh, iTunes account, but even that is, you know, is, is harder. And it, it, like, you know, it might not preclude somebody like me who is very tech, you know, uh, oriented. You know, I'm pretty handy with it, with, uh, tech, so, you know, technology, so I can, you know, I can handle, you know, downloading stuff through an American store and make, making all that work. 
but you know my parents couldn't do that <laughs> right and, uh, and like that's money that the you know the creators of TV show are missing out on because right you know so, someone who would normally you know might purchase the DVDs or download the digital episodes they're just they're not going to they're not even going to know about it anymore right right and you know you know even even some of my you know friends like I, I don't know that they would be able to, to be able to handle it and there's a sort of and you, you know there's sort of people who uh you know who struggle with you know with with tech and uh you know and don't necessarily want to know how to do it or want to know how to you know do it uh, and you know they're not necessarily the sort of people who they've they've learned to do torrents and stuff just by sheer uh, you know, by the sheer desire to watch a particular TV show, you know, like right. like like Game of Thrones, which is the most uh, you know, the most downloaded show in at the moment. Yeah, you know, uh, pirated show that is. Yeah, because there's no way to get it. Other because than... there's no way to get it other than you know by having a particular subscription to a particular uh, cable uh, um, provider over in over in the states. Yeah, and you know, it's not. You know, made available digitally in any sort of real, uh, real uh, simple, simple way, which is just is it's just like the whole idea is just silly and like content should be available everywhere and it should be available to everyone. I don't think like and it's, I don't even think that it's a thing of like it's not a thing of rights or anything like that. It's just a thing of. You know, it it that is good for the producers of the content, even more than it's good for the fans, because the more th- people that can actually get their content and watch it or read it, you know, or listen to it, the you know the the better the the chances of them actually getting uh getting income from that. Or you know, if they're actually selling their their, their stuff, you know, in an easy to you know to get mani- manner, then they are making money from it, and it's you know it just makes for a much much better system for everyone. I think. Yeah, so I think if people listen to the show and they come away with two things, it's that everybody should have everything available to them, and the Wii loading screen should let you play Tetris. Exactly. Exactly. I think that's I think that's a pretty good way to wrap up the the show. <laughs> so yeah, good. I'm glad you just wrapped it up in a nice, neat nutshell. Yeah, well, it's fine. I wasn't really attempting to do that, but it just it, it just came to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I think that'll be that'll be it for this week. Uh, we'll see. We'll be back again next week. Uh, in the meantime, if you would like to uh, read any of the show notes for any of the stuff that we've talked about today. Uh, you can do so. Uh, the website for that is jellyandbean.co forward slash seven because this is the seventh episode. Uh, if you'd like to get in contact with us and talk about any of the things that we didn't follow up on this week, like uh, Retro Game Crunch or you know uh, the trailers or anything like that uh, and the movies, movies that we talked about while Bean was away, uh, you can do so. Uh, just jump onto our contact form uh, at jaleetandbean.co forward slash contact. Or you can talk to us both on Twitter. Uh, Brandon is v- available on Twitter at brandroidattack. And I am at jellybeansoup. Uh, this has been episode 7. And it's been awesome. And I hope you've all had a great uh, new year. And 
we're looking forward to an, a great year of Jelly and Bean. Thank you for listening. See ya.